0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Live Your Own Fit podcast. Today, I'm joining you. I haven't been here for a while, so I'm pretty, really excited. But today, Pete and I are here to speak about growth versus fear and just how that can affect us in our everyday life and in our performance-based lives. So we're going to go through and explain just how we can be in a, a state of growth and give you our top tips, but also what it looks like to be in a state of fear and how you can be, uh, make some practical changes in your everyday life to try and be more in a state of growth.
1: And and also the problems that occur when you are in that state of fear We're all protection, uh, you can't change when you're in that state. So it's like trying to change a habit when you are still in this state of protection and fear-based emotions and thoughts and body behaviors, you can't change. So it's as simple as that. Trying to tackle a habit when you're still in that state is virtually impossible. So we're going to tackle the root cause, which is those two basic principles. Those two basic states of mind and body, when it's all connected, what's happening. Uh, and you know, we're going to help you through that. So you can get the best out of your body because you are incredibly limited in the way that you can think and act and create energy when you are in that state of uh, fear based protection mindset um, and body position as well. That tension in the body also relates to your brain. It feeds to your brain. Your brain feeds to your body. So,
0: exactly. So, even you could say when you walk into work each morning, you try walking into work with a hunched over. You know, back and shoulders. You can't obviously breathe as well from that position. But all of a sudden, you're not in a state of growth. You're in that protection mode and reactive mode, and you almost look down on yourself. And people are going to respond to you a certain way as well. Rather than if you walk into your your work in the morning. I know a lot of us are working from home, so maybe when you walk into your home office, if you walk in with, um, you know, chest out, shoulders back, and feeling really proud of yourself and excited for the day. The rest of the day, the energy that you get from everyone else is going to be very much a positive uh, feedback loop.
1: So we've gotten a few words of this from, it's Joseph Macola, wasn't it? Dr. Yes. Joseph Macola? who's got, he calls it survival first creation, which, you know, if you really were digging deep into it, I don't like those words. However, I do love the words of growth and protection Those for those two states. Um, protection relating to the survival list that Joseph McCullough has, and growth relating to creation. So the first at the top of that list of survival is stress. Creation is homeostasis.
0: I think if we can just rename them growth versus fear, that's a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, growth, uh, the the fear-based growth that he talks about is um, disease versus health. And then you've got fear, anger, and sadness versus the feelings of love, joy, and trust.
1: Then you've also got on the fear-based, you've got a narrow focus and in the growth state, you've got open focus. So basically when you are, that's why habits are so hard to change because your mind literally shuts down its ability to have a broad, wide, uh, neural connections.
0: And then in the the fear-based, you've got separate and in the growth state, you've got connected.
1: And that would relate to a bit of that social connection Um, how you feel when you're around people and some of those sorts of uh, community aspects that there's so many studies around.
0: And then you've got limited possibilities and in the growth side, you've got all possibilities.
1: And again, that comes back to the way that your brain's thinking. You might be, um, you know, too fearful of setting limits on yourself and saying, oh no, I don't think I can do that. Whereas in a state of growth, you're confident and you're like, well, I'm not going to put limits on myself. I'm just going to go out here and see what can happen.
0: Mm. And I was actually just speaking to a friend this morning on the phone, and she just did a three k ocean swim, and it's winter here in uh, Noosa, Queensland. So it's pretty chilly. And she said how she just loved being in the toilets, getting ready for this swim. And she was putting on her sleeveless sweatsuit, and there was this much bigger lady next to her that said to um, said to my friend jody, oh i'm I'm." borrowed her wetsuits my first time swimming in this wetsuit today uh, I'm so excited I can't believe I'm going to do my first ever three kilometer ocean swim she's never swum that far before and my friend Jody just said it was such a pleasure speaking to this lady she finished like 30 minutes bef- behind Jody and she said to Jody I feel like I got much more money's worth on this race I had the best like the time of my life in that race and Jody was blown away and just said how great it was and yeah I I was thinking, wow, what an attitude this lady had instead of thinking, saying to Jody before the race, oh, I'm so scared about the ocean. I haven't done a three kilometre race. I can't believe I'm wearing my friend's wetsuit um, and getting a bit down. This lady just was so excited and she definitely was in the growth state.
1: Yeah. And one of the, one of the biggest factors for how you perceive things. So whether you're in a state of growth or protection comes from your perception of, the experience that you are having and your perception of the experience can come from past experiences themselves also. So if you went in for that first ocean swim, uh, with that fearful state, with being concerned about things, you would have had a very, very different experience. This lady may never have swum again, or every time she swum, her perception of the next swim was based on the perception from the previous swim. And it might've taken a lot of work, a lot of one-on-one coaching uh, in the pool. It may have taken a lot of health coaching with someone like us to get her through those fears if they kept down that path of self-perpetuating a perception of fear every time that she swam. And then the anxiety builds. And one of the key points that that we mentioned in that list is that when you are in that state of fear, your brain becomes very strong. It's like you're building stronger neural connections down those states of fear and then they are more easily uh, built upon and you shut down all those other aspects of where those neural connections could go and where those memories could go. So you shut down the ability to be open-minded, to hang on, maybe I can do this and enjoy it. Maybe I will enjoy it. And she was already enjoying it. So joy and being present and happy and confident is such a state of being present that it's the opposite of being a state of protection. So you can only be in one or the other in a state of protection or fear or in a state of growth and confidence. You can't be happy and sad at the same time. So it's super important to choose which side you're on, knowing that the side that you choose is the side that you are likely going to be experiencing the next time. So even if under all of it, you're not super confident, you've got to wing it. You've got to just put on that facade that you are going to enjoy it because otherwise you're feeding into a system of protection. And that state of protection happens, you know, in the natural world. And I'm stealing from a video from Ken Ware, a guy that I've learned a lot of, where when you're in state of protection in the in the natural world, like a plant, it will start to lose leaves when drought's around and branches will fall off and it will get smaller. And the same thing happens to your brain and that neural activity, it recedes and it closes down and comes into that singular state of you know, anxiety, of fear, and that is where you will automatically go to the next time you're in a similar type of environment. It all comes mm. down to perception and past experiences.
0: And that's where people, that phrase comes, fake it till you make it. And, uh, you know, people can feel like they've often got imposter syndrome, but it's the ones who are, who are will stay in, uh, They're okay to be uncomfortable, Uh, sorry, yeah, to feel uncomfortable doing often the comfortable. Um, And it all comes back as well to teaching your brain how you want it to think. So when you think certain thoughts, you will have certain actions and then that will lead to certain results. So you do very much need to win that game uh, where your body learns off a habit. Um, And one of those ways in doing that is very much learning to have that real strong posture where you you're not in that reactive mode you're very much in that Um, proactive mode. So the chest out, shoulders back, you're, you know, when you're running, you'll often see the really good runners. Like I I often refer back to thinking of Maka and and Pete um, getting off the bike in the marathon. They'll stand very, very tall and lean forward, but they often have their shoulders back. And in the end, that's very sustainable and the longevity is there. It's very much like us in everyday life. If you have a, a very, you know, you're sitting upright very strong posture, if you're walking or running with your friends, you'll notice that you'll be often the last one to slow down or get injured purely because of your posture and your running style. So it can lead into everyday life, but also sports performance as well.
1: And the example you brought up is perfect as well, because how was that lady then swimming? She was swimming Mm. in the present moment. She would have been experiencing the feel of that ocean for the first time for three kilometres out there, free, quiet mind. The gratitude that she had for the experience that she was having is what influenced her perception, her response to that experience that she was having. So purely being present and that quiet mind that I've spoken about so much, that quiet mind and being present is such a key part of being in a state of quiet, confidence, in a state of growth, in a state of enjoyment, of joy, um, you know, you could use other little tricks and hacks like music. That's a good little one. Put on Mm. some music that in your mind, in your memory, gives you a good vibe Mm. so that that good vibe is enough to boost your mood. And when you're listening to good music and feel happy you'll notice instantly your posture wants to stand tall. You don't skulk away into the quarter and hunch your shoulders over. It changes your physical presence as well as your mental state of mind as well. And it's such a good little trick to have. So posture, uh, music, a trigger phrase that I've spoken at length about previously, but trigger phrases are that instant thing that you recognize and relate with that quiet, calm, confidence and brings you into the present moment. So there's all these little tricks and hacks that you can use to bring yourself into the present moment.
0: And I'll just bring up as well, being really mindful of who you're hanging around and what you consider normal. So I'm noticing recently, uh, just, you know, being around some younger females, especially, uh, is that Putting themselves down in company and then thinking that's a cool thing to do uh, is what's considered quite normal. And then you all get into this little this little group where you're just constantly putting yourself down and, um, and really that's not healthy. So if you can learn to be around people that are confident in themselves, they're happy. Um, there's not much ego and they don't, and they don't see your confidence or your willingness to be the best that you can be. They don't see that as a that's negative. They see quiet that
1: confidence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They see that as a positive. So I think, trying to unlearn that habit of putting yourself down. It is so hard to do and I know that's something that I've really, really struggled with in the past. And I can be happily now say, um, I'm not hundred percent really on top of that, but 99%, it takes a long time to get there, but it's seriously a whole game and life changer. So learning that negative self-talk and putting yourself down, it's not cool and it's not allowed. And you've got to very much learn to empathize with yourself when you need to learn how to love and celebrate yourself and not be so hard on yourself.
1: Yeah. And it comes back to ego, which is everything in the past or future. So it's comparing yourself to others. It's comparing yourself to your past or future self, what you want to be. So you're never good enough. Yeah. Ego Mm -hmm. is just such a simple thing, a simple way of saying, be present and have a calm confidence. um, And that's all it takes. And then have a good posture and just, that's it. You feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Be Be grateful. Have a sense of gratitude for the place you're in, the people you're with and joy. And that is a state of growth. And that is when habits can change. That's when you're able to then tackle those things that you aren't great at. So let's say it was, you wanted to change, uh, you know, a morning routine and, you know, you wanted to stop having um, or stop procrastinating in the morning before your exercise sort of thing. Um, So yeah, you would just start out the first thing in the morning that you'd start doing is sort of Achieving the first goal, uh, getting up out of bed when the alarm goes off. So that bang ticks a box of I've achieved something. I'm on a track for achieving the goal. So you want to achieve the next one. And then the next is to get in a good state of mind. So that might be, like I say, stand up and walk. Suddenly you've got good posture in the morning, which a lot of people first thing in the morning are going to walk around fatigued and tired already because you've just got out of bed. You're still waking your body up. But if you wake it up intentionally by standing tall, you'll feel your mind and body instantly wake up. It's like if you're out and about, uh, you know, in our evolution, on the savannah, and you thought you heard something off in the long grass, you know, you would stand tall. And it's not a state of fear. It's a state of, oh, what's going on? It's a state of foresight of, I want to see what I'm going to do next, and I'm excited or I'm looking towards what's happening next. So that state of just that foresight of what am I going to do next with a state of standing tall to see the best view. It's amazing how posture influences your state of mind. It's something that it, you know, it can be explained, but not by not by me in the scientific terms, that's what is happening. But you if you do it, you'll feel it. And it's incredible how it changes that state of mind, but you then feel ready to tackle other more difficult things. Then you can go, okay, now I'm ready to put my shoes on. I've got this. You can use a trigger phrase like, I've got this. It's a great one. Uh, and you can say it to your friends and you create that with family and friends. You've got this. I think in, in 2012, I told my friends and family at the start of Kona, tell me, I love this. Tell me, you know, I love the pain. I love the challenge. Just, just remind me that I love it. Uh, And it was that trigger phrase that just I carried that gave me that sense of I'm here to enjoy what I'm doing. I'm grateful for what I'm doing. I'm present in the moment. I'm feeling joy. I'm feeling confident. It's just all of those things that put me the entire day in a state of growth that it meant that I was producing energy more efficiently. I wasn't fatiguing hormones. I wasn't fatiguing uh, you know, that pain tolerance, I wasn't focusing on how sore or tired my legs were. It changes your focus completely and you can achieve so much more in a state of growth.
0: Mm, definitely. So definitely. Do we want to
1: recap a little bit about some of the main things that we want to...
0: Yeah, I think if we just run through maybe our top, t- our top 10 tips for a state of growth...
1: We may not have 10. So don't say 10. <laughs> just say top tips.
0: Our top tips. <laughs> so, number one, Pete.
1: Number one is definitely posture. And that's an easy one. We've explained that.
0: Mm. Definitely. So when we talk about posture, just to quickly recap it, it could be you walking into your workplace in the morning, nice and tall, ready to take, take on the world with thoughts of, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Or you standing on the start line if you're an athlete and thinking, wow, I'm so grateful for everyone that helped me get here. I'm grateful for this moment.
1: Mm. Or a completely quiet mind mm. is the, the same way of getting present as well. So whatever it is that's going to trigger you to feel calm and confident, um, whether it's tell yourself something or whether it's just have a completely present, quiet mind, add into those the posture, and you've got you know um, a, a perfect recipe.
0: Mm. Uh, number two, because uh, I'm very, very passionate about this subject, is uh, confidence um, being meaning you know tackle your self-talk. So just recognize perhaps when you have got that negative self-talk start to brewing. Um, it could be simply, you know, you putting makeup, um, on in the morning before work for us females and you're thinking, oh gosh, my skin's horrible. Oh, I'm horrible. Um, I feel awful, whatever it is. Instead, you know, you could be, uh, thinking, um, I purely, um, I love you, I appreciate you. Something just like that and it just tips all of a sudden you're standing tall and it just tips your whole energy and your whole being um, over to a more positive. Could be something growthful state. that
1: you're grateful for about
0: yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um yeah, exactly. Um and the other the other one the growth uh, being in a state of growth would be when you're I think for me, so when people will like overeat or overindulge in something, quite often what we can do is feel really bad about ourselves and say, oh, well, I've done it tonight or I've done it today. It, you know, what's, what's tomorrow and the rest of the week? What's the point of being good? I'll start um, eating really well in a week's time. Instead of doing that and getting really down on yourself, think, oh, well, I enjoyed myself. I had fun. I'm going to start fresh tomorrow. I'm really, really excited.
1: And being in a state of joy is another really good, simple one. And as we said, a great way to do that is some good music, use, use music. It's a wonderful tool. So, you know, go back into your back catalog, find some stuff from when you were younger that you really enjoyed. And (laughs) so now if we just go through what's going on again, just to recap in a state of fear or protection, physically the opposite of good posture. You know, you're going to hunch your shoulders up. Your trapezius around the base of your neck is going to be tight. You're going to be hunched forward. You're probably going to have like your knees more, knees are more bent. Hips are sagging back a bit further. um, And you're not certainly not feeling tall. Your head, even just having your head forward a little bit changes. So that's where looking at your phone too much, looking down at your phone in your hands or, or on the, on the desk, completely changes. And that is just a small signal of that you're not in a state of growth, that you're not in a state of feeling confident. Having that neck just bent forward a little bit is going to affect things. So use your phone less, put on music and, and, and have your head up tall and be looking around you, surveying the landscape, surveying your house, just walking tall, Is completely different. So, And it also means that
0: you have a very much, you know, an open airway as well. When you have your head tilted down, often it's harder to breathe. Um, So you've got Mm -hmm. less less oxygen circulating. You don't think as clearly. There's a whole knock-on effect as well.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, also why are you looking at the phone in the first place? Doing something that is instigating that state of um, dopamine response is also a state of fear you're doing something because you're fearful of you know uh, is there going to be something that I can get a response from so when you go to the fridge if you're not hungry and you're grabbing something for a craving or a dopamine response that's not a state of growth because a state of growth you just you feel good your energy is flowing so standing tall and changing how your your body is situated, can remove cravings because suddenly you feel good about yourself you don't need to get the dopamine from the from the iPhone on social media or the treats to get that response you get it you don't you take it away by being in a state of confidence and growth um so to change those habits as we've said you can't change those habits when you are in that state of fear so tackle what state you're in before you try to tackle any of those habits.
0: Yeah. And just, and just knowing that it is all, uh, you know, it's a bit of a journey. This doesn't happen overnight. It's very much like training a muscle. So don't expect that it's going to be easy. It's very much practice makes perfect. Uh, your mind runs on, you know, what you tell it, it believes as gospel. So you need to start telling your mind positive things um, in terms of self-talk and and, uh, good thoughts. Um, And your mind becomes addicted and learns that rhetoric. So it's just about starting the process and knowing that it's not going to change overnight. Um, It is a journey and not to be too stressed about making, you know, getting the end result.
1: Yeah, and I've seen in in our clients that do have those anxiety issues it's in, it's clearly present that that constant state of fear and protection has shut down their pathways for their brain to operate really well they are the people that are also craving more dopamine responses from food or other aspects of their life whereas Once we start to improve some other health factors, we work on some mindfulness trickling in here and there. We're just starting to broaden those branches of how their brain's functioning. And then everything slowly gets better and better. That's why there's no quick fix because you're literally needing to regrow connections in your brain to other thought pathways. You're needing to train your body to have different responses as well to, from the way that you breathe uh, and how you do hold your body to, you know, um, the way that you sleep to reduce stress so that there's more oxygen the next day. All of these things do help your energy levels and it does take time. And last little tip that I just, Jamie was like, oh, it sounds a little bit deep, but I want to sort of say it is to challenge your default behaviors when you're in a present state, which means no ego. So when you're in a state of growth, challenge your default behaviors. To explain that simply, that may mean that your default behavior is to go to the cookie jar at three in the afternoon, or your default behavior is to run nonstop, even when it gets really tough and you miss the views and the gorgeous outlook that you're running past, because your default behavior is, if I stop, I won't be able to start again, and I'm not going to feel as good. If I stop, I'm in a rhythm, I can't stop now. You're in this rushing kind of syndrome or you're in this dopamine response of the cookie jar. So challenge yourself by being in a state of being present with no ego around. Feel good, feel gratitude, feel confident, be present, enjoy the view and challenge yourself to stop there when you actually don't normally stop there and be okay with stopping there. So mm-hmm. when you stand tall and good posture halfway through the run where you never normally stop, that is challenging your patience for one. It's challenging your ability to take more time to do what you enjoy doing. Or even if you're not enjoying it, you're going to you're going to find enjoyment in stopping. So it's challenging your default behaviours. And enjoying being present in the moment. And patience is a really good one for that. So you can change the way that you do exercise. You can exercise slower. You can go to the gym and do something quite slowly, repetitively. Um, You can do all of different movements. You can change the movement from the ones that you normally do. And if you're in a state of being present and calmness and confidence you're also going to influence all of these other aspects of the way that your brain connects to your body and the way that your body connects to your brain. So I hope that Mm -hmm. made sense. Challenge your default behaviors when you're in a state of growth. Does that make sense, Jane? It it does. I didn't go on too long.
0: (laughs) No, no. no. I
1: didn't make it too
0: (laughs) deep with that
1: little bit, but there's, there's so many layers to that, that, um, you know, we're not going to go into all of the layers. Of that now,
0: and if you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm in my, you know, 60s, 70s, whatever it may be, this is, it's too late to to learn all this stuff. It's never, ever, ever too late. It's it's never too late to change your way of thinking, um, to stop that comparison syndrome that you may have with other people and comparing yourself and what you know what they have and what you have um you, your life will change and it will feel amazing so it's it's not too late it's never too late
1: yeah you you change the minute that you start changing your posture you change instantly but the trick is that it's easier and it feels better but it takes more conscious effort to do that thing because when you've set up these bad behaviors in your brain and your thought patterns That's your default because it's easier to go that way. It takes less energy and your body always wants to conserve energy. It takes less energy because those pathways are stronger and they are the default ones. You need to push and force your brain to think in a different way and respond a different way. So that's Mm -hmm. where the effort is. It's just about putting in the effort mentally. It's like changing run technique. It gets you more efficient. Your heart rate will come down. You will be going faster, but the, the conscious effort of focusing on technique and holding your body in a different position to its default position takes more conscious effort. So use some of that conscious effort into changing mm. your defaults from a state of protection and fear into a state of growth and confidence. Mm.
0: And so next time you find yourself, you know, a little bit in the dumps or purely just a simple fact that you might be hunching over somewhere, just ask yourself, am I in a state of growth or am I in a state of protection? And that, as I'm saying that to you right now, I'm actually having an image when I used to be a personal trainer and I used to have this young um, teenager come in for some one-on-one um, PT sessions and he would walk in and he would have his his shoulders hunched over and he just had absolutely zero confidence. And I would feel that and I would um, almost be in tears just seeing him in this state thinking, you know, how could his life be so different if he walked through those doors with his head held high, his shoulders back? So we worked on simply just getting him on the treadmill walking and I was just showing him how to hold his body walking and talking to him, uh, very much with, you know, positive reinforcement. There was nothing negative and his attitude walking out was just chalk and cheese to walking in. So next time you find yourself, um, thinking negative thoughts or comparing yourself to someone else, uh, simply looking at Instagram perhaps and then Feeling a, a bit down because you're comparing yourself to the image on Instagram. That's very much polished. Uh, just ask yourself: Am I in a state of growth or protection? I like to say fear instead of yeah. protection. I think but...
1: anytime you're looking at Instagram, we're yeah. in
0: a state of protection <laughs> and fear. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then and then you're going to be in tune very much, and you're going to learn to change that thought and the action that you want to be having and the momentum into that positive. Um, direction is going to be there, so just ask yourself that simple question and catch yourself.
1: Awesome. So that's us. Just take some baby steps. You know, move, move, stand an inch taller, have your shoulders back an inch. It's just small steps, um, and then there's all the other tricks and tips that we've told you. Just start incorporating them into your day. Thanks for joining us. It's been great chatting about this with you. James. thanks for joining us today, Jamie. Yeah,
0: I haven't been here for a while. I'm looking forward to being a lot more involved. Great conversation with you. As always, if anything resonated with you and you'd like some one-on-one coaching and attention, please feel free to reach out to Pete and myself because that's what we do. We do health and performance coaching and we'd love to work with you. Absolutely. Take care and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.